This is the recap, a review of the day's news in the Tri-States area for Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. With Tri-States Public Radio News, I'm Mike Murray. Seventeen nursing homes owned by Peterson Healthcare are now in foreclosure proceedings. That includes facilities in Galesburg, Knoxville, and Monmouth. Lenders say Peoria-based Peterson Healthcare has $51 million in unpaid debts. Peterson entered foreclosures with Excalibur funding and capital funding in two separate federal court cases last month. The company says a ransomware attack took down their billing systems at several facilities, leading to the financial trouble. But attorneys for Excalibur say Peterson was diverting cash from their facilities to float operations at others under common ownership, then claiming an inability to pay expenses. Excalibur told the federal judge overseeing that case the situation was putting the health and safety of residents at risk. That led to the Galesburg, Knoxville, and Monmouth homes being placed in receivership. Western Illinois University is bringing a sensory room to both of its campuses. Tri-State's Public Radio's J.C. Dewar tells us more. The Illinois House passed a resolution last year that encourages higher education to embrace and support neurodiversity in the classroom. WIU professor Casey LaFrance saw this and came up with the idea of a sensory room to support neurodiverse students. If you are neurodiverse, then you have a different way of sensing and perceiving the world. A sensory room is a space where people can relax and escape overstimulation caused by bright lights or loud noises. The Office of Justice, Inclusion, Diversity, and Equity put together a committee to help fund and support the program. The Western Illinois Neurodivergent Support Student Group will decide what will go into the rooms. Julie Curlis advises the student group and chairs the committee in charge of the project. Curlis says that in the long term, the committee hopes to have multiple rooms across the Macomb campus. We would like to put a sensory space in the union, and then on our later list would the long-term goal would have one available in each residence hall. The room will become available for students towards the end of the current semester. In Macomb, it will be in Morgan Hall. I'm J.C. Dewar. A weather spotter course will be offered in Burlington this month. Meteorologists from the National Weather Service will teach participants about severe storms and how to identify cloud features and other environmental clues to spot severe weather. They'll also learn how to report information and how it's used by the Weather Service. The course is scheduled for the evening of February 20th at the Capitol Performing Arts Center. For more information, contact the Des Moines County Emergency Management Agency. Abortion providers are urging Illinois lawmakers to enact statewide protections for workers and patients at clinics in the state. Illinois Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports. Providers say some protesters outside clinics intimidate patients by yelling at them and writing down their car's license plate numbers. According to a report released last year from the National Abortion Federation, between 2021 and 2022, picketing, blocking entrances, and other actions increased in states that have protected access to abortion rights. Illinois has become a destination for those seeking abortions, says Hope Clinic Chief Operating Officer Michelle Lando. She says the clinics dealt with threats for years. We've also experienced fire bombings, um, clinic blockades, um, invasions. Um, just last year, we had two people get through our, our security barriers and um, enter our clinic. A federal law prohibits obstructing the entrance to a clinic. I'm Sarah Fenton.
Governor Kim Reynolds' bill that would define man and woman in state law based on a person's sex at birth advanced in the Iowa House yesterday. The bill says, quote, separate accommodations are not inherently unequal. It would allow certain facilities to separate people based on their sex at birth. The House Education Committee removed the part of the bill that would have required transgender Iowans to include their sex at birth on their driver's licenses. People affiliated with conservative groups spoke in support of the bill. They say it would protect women's rights and privacy by keeping transgender women out of domestic violence shelters and locker rooms that align with their identities. The flash index to the Illinois economy fell to 102.5 in January, a drop of three-tenths of a point from December. Any reading above 100 indicates economic growth in the state. University of Illinois economist Fred Geertz says the reading indicates a slowing but still strong economy and a soft landing that curbs inflation without causing a recession. The flash index is based on Illinois tax receipts. Geertz says state income, corporate, and sales tax receipts were all down. In our feature for today, cicadas, those noisy bugs that emerge from the ground about every decade or so, will have twice the force this year in central Illinois. That's a phenomenon that only happens about once every 200 years or so. Casey Athey is the specialty crops entomologist at the University of Illinois. She told Illinois Public Radio's Megan Spurline that central Illinois is one place where two cicada broods will be buzzing around at about the same time, starting in May. The broods very rarely emerge simultaneously because of that strange year. So 13 years and 17 years, if they come out together, it's going to take a long time for them to sync up with another one in the same area. Uh, So we actually have 15 broods of these cicadas in the U.S. And in a lot of years, some part of the U.S. will see an emergence of periodical cicadas. But because of their weird time of coming out, you just rarely get two of them that will sync up together. Yeah, what are the two specific broods that are emerging simultaneously? Yeah, so here, this year, it's the... um, Northern Illinois brood is what it's actually called, um, and the uh, Great Southern brood as well are the two that we'll be seeing uh, this year. How many should we be expecting? <laughs> yeah, so uh, a lot of the estimates I've seen are um, billions with a B, um, uh, and so a lot, <laughs> I suppose you could say. What's the specific timeline? Like, how long will they be staying above ground? Yeah, so periodical cicadas are interesting. All cicadas are like this in that they're really long-lived underground. And when they actually come out, they don't live very long. So, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe a month. Here in Illinois, you'll see them probably earlier in the year come out or earlier in the, the month of May. So we, we should expect that mid to late May, we'll start to see them, and they'll be coming out through probably mid-June. Is there a benefit to having the cicadas around? Well, it depends on who you ask. So if you ask me, um, I would say it's a super cool phenomenon that doesn't happen anywhere else on the planet, and they're cool animals. Um, If you ask uh, predatory birds and lizards and other bugs, they would say, wow, that's a lot of food all at once. Um, To humans, other than the appreciation of something 
you know, cool ecologically coming out, they're not necessarily beneficial. Um, and outside of the, wow, that's a lot of bugs, for most people, they're also not harmful, although there are caveats to that as well. Could you elaborate what you mean I by can. that? <laughs> yeah, so the only damage that periodical cicadas do is to young trees. So when, it, when the periodical cicadas come out, they're coming out to mate and lay eggs. And when they lay eggs, they actually use this little saw-like egg-laying device, and they cut into small twigs and lay their eggs in there. And so if it's, and they do this with trees. And if you're a, a big, mature tree, no big deal. If it's a tiny tree, uh, they can damage that tree or at worst, kill it. So if you're a homeowner who's just planted, let's say, a brand new dogwood tree last year in their yard, small tree, you may want to take basically a large mesh bag, put it around your tree, and then make sure that you tie it off at the bottom so that the cicadas can't crawl up there. If you're an orchard owner and you have a lot of small trees, then there are other control um, things that you have to do. And I, I talk to growers about this as well. Um, uh, that's actually when we control for periodical cicadas. But for your average homeowner, there's nothing that you need to worry about. There's nothing that you need to do other than it's going to be loud. Entomologist Casey Athey is with the University of Illinois. She spoke with Illinois Public Radio's Megan Spurline. In the weather for our listening area for today, partly sunny skies with a high in the upper 50s and south winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Could have some gusts as high as 20 miles an hour today. For tonight, mostly cloudy skies with a low in the mid-40s and breezy conditions with south winds 15 to 20 miles an hour, gusting up to 30 at times. For TSPR News, I'm Mike Murray. Tri-State's Public Radio is part of the NPR Network.